small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and this is your Monday bonus episode. Now, this is kind of exciting because we are recording live in the studio and through the board, and I'm not alone. Today, I am joined by the president of On The Page Industries (laughs) and the host of the On The Page podcast, uh, Ms. Pilar Alessandra. Hello, Pilar. And Pat Francis's wife. Yes. Pat Francis's wife, but you wouldn't take my last name, so. Well, come on. Pilar Dodson. I'm my own person. Pilar. Why would I take your name? I'd been, I'd been Pilar Alessandra, you know, I was 34 when I married you. Wait, 32. I was P- 32 when I married you. Pilar Francis? Ew. No. <laughs> Hold on. Let me turn your mic down. Um, what else is new today? We're using, uh, we got the two new mic stands. Yes. And we got the new, uh, microphone screens. Yeah. Like it's all, this is the first time that I've plugged everything in the way it used to be. Yes. Vaccinated and ready for this new we're chapter. Both, we are both, uh, fully vaxxed. Yes. Uh, I always tell people, I go, vax me, vax you. That's funny, honey. Is that okay? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the On The Page podcast real quick. Okay. You have been podcasting, people might not even know this, you've been podcasting longer than me. Yeah. 12 years? I guess so. I, what, what's, uh, we started in 2007. Yeah, you have uh, 715 episodes and you've never missed a week. Wait, what's 2007? What does that make? That's that's longer than 12, right? I don't think it's 2007. It, it was 2007. Be. So right. it's 13. Episodes. Like 14 years? Anyway, yeah. 715 episodes, and yeah. you've never missed a week. No. <laughs> now, I know. but <laughs> I feel so old. But here's the deal. Yeah. Since the pandemic, you've only been having guests via Zoom. Yeah, like and, you. Right. But you like it better. I love it. You're not going back. You're never going to be face to face with the guest again. I found out some weird things with this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I found out that I might be a little bit more of an introvert than I would like to admit. Um, for some reason, I'm no longer nervous with guests on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I teach classes of, gosh, you know, I even had a class of 90 people yeah. on Zoom. And it doesn't intimidate me. It actually feels more intimate to me. And I think it's because I'm not distracted by, you know, are they comfortable? Did they find parking? Should I get them a water? What's my body language, right? Right. It's, it's, I don't know. I find it very focusing. And when we would do it in person at the office, which we no longer have, we no longer have the office because the pandemic made us give it up, but it also made us uh, pivot and rethink things. So when we are at the office, also you'd have to worry about, do I have enough coffee? Do I have enough coffee cups? Is the bathroom clean? Do we have waters? And like you said, all that stuff. And you could only have 30 people max at the office. And now you can have, like you said, 90 or 100 people per class. Yeah. And these people come from all over the world. Yes. Now, before you were pulling from Los Angeles and the surrounding areas, and sometimes people would fly in for classes. Sometimes they would fly in for weekend classes. Yeah. But then I felt this great responsibility, you know? Right. Um, and I, and I'll, it's not that I won't go back to teaching in person. I could see myself absolutely doing that, but not, but, but to be able to have this kind of mm-hmm. reach and be able to give a really decent class online through Zoom, like right. nobody's cheated of anything, still make it interactive. It's been such a challenge and so cool to figure out. Like I feel like, yes, it's working. And then when you record via Zoom, let's say one week someone sleeps in or just doesn't feel like attending, they get a, uh, a recording of the class. So mm-hmm. they never really miss the class. No. You could actually sign up, never come live, mm-hmm. and just watch all the recordings. Absolutely. Yeah. And for all the years you did it and you were just pulling from people, again, Los Angeles and surrounding areas, it was always amazing to me that you would still be able to fill those classes up because <laughs> at, at some point you feel like we're going to run out of people that want to take this. Everyone's right. taking it, right? Yeah, yeah. But now the world. Right. 
it's been so cool. You know, it's it's nice. And also, I think you probably know, like, how, what a pleasure it is when you have a podcast and somebody reaches out to you from a part of the world that you've never even been to. It's crazy. Yeah. And it, and they feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. And look, I think if there's any, you know, positive thing with the pandemic, there were only a few things. Yes. Right? Few because things. we don't want people having to get sick, you know? No. Um, but for, there was this sense of like, we're all, we're all in this together. Right. You know, and everybody, that idea of all feeling connected, I know it sounds a little woo woo, but. Yeah, you had to be. You had to be. Don't go bringing your fuzzies in here. I know. You know me. I'm not like that. But I, I there, there has been this, this sense of like mm-hmm. it's the new normal to just connect this way, and I think that's good. I hope everybody still feels just as relaxed about reaching out to any part of the world yeah. through Zoom, even after all this is over. Like it doesn't become this like, well, there's something different, you right. know, if I don't see you in person. That really isn't. But I cannot wait to get back to doing this the way we're doing it right now, like have Siegel and Murray and Christy and everyone sit across the table from me because this is, you know, I didn't, this podcast isn't the interview of the week, even yeah. though even though I've loved doing all those interviews and it's been amazing to turn your Zoom on and all of a sudden there's the lead singer of Judas Priest. It's just, it's kind of like a magic trick. It's kind of cool. But I do want to go back to doing our, you know, our fun, silly shows because this is the comedy podcast for all things music. Yeah. So, and, um, when I do those interviews, you can't really be funny with people on zoom. If someone was in the room with me, I could really gauge them and I would be fine with joking a little bit more. You know what I mean? I do. I do. We we were talking about the fact that there's a timing element too. Yes, there is. That's something you can't get with the technology, the way that it is right now with zoom, like comedians in a room, it's all about timing. Right. And if you are a second late, it just doesn't, doesn't land. Work. Doesn't yeah. Work. So uh, I think people have been enjoying the interviews as I have been, but um, it'll be nice to mix it up again and, uh, and, and, you know, get musical guests in here live again too. So. Can I tell everybody, can I narc on you a little bit? Cause at the well, begin- yeah, cause I'll edit this out. <laughs> the very so you be- say whatever you want. All right. At the beginning of, of the pandemic, we, 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 Pat and I've been going for a walk every single day, actually, single since day. all this started, which has been fun. And so it's okay. We, so we'd go on these walks and we were trying to figure out the podcast and all this stuff. And I'd say, well, you know, do it through Zoom. You can have a guest through Zoom. And this was Pat's response. No. Yeah. Never. I'm never no. That's right. You know, and it was just hilarious. Well, because I didn't know lockdown was going to be over a year. I thought it was going to be like a couple months. And I was you, like, well, I can get through it for a couple months. You didn't even want to try it. I did not want to try and which it. Is, which, by the way, is your response to everything that you eventually fall in love with. Everything. No, never. Hey, look at what I found. This is the best thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I then I take ownership of it like it was my idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I have to You're say pulling the, record, the curtain back a little bit too far. I did not want to. I did do not it. want to. I'm admitting it. I, I've admitted it to you. I did not want to. And you nailed it. Like the 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 people that you have have been amazing. Well, the people, yes. I mean, the first one was Dennis DeYoung, and that was a little rocky because I didn't know what I was doing and he was had a he had an iPad in his lap. So, and then like weeks later, I, t- I t- tune in and he's doing them and he's in like a studio with gold records behind him. I'm like, where was that? I had like a piece of artwork in your living room behind me. But, um, but no, no, I've leaned into it and it's, uh, and I, and, and it's amazing to, to reach out for a guest and then have them say yes. It's amazing. Yeah. And you're really good at it. Your, your interviews I don't know, like, um, you know, sometimes I'll ask Pat before I have somebody like, you know, what would you say? And you always have the right way in to asking a question. You know, it's it's not the usual. It's mm-hmm. not what everybody else asks. And uh, yeah, well, it's, look, there's, it's pretty cool. There's, uh, there's millions and millions of podcasts. So I don't know that other people aren't interviewing in the same style as I do. I don't even know what my style is. I just try to be I try to ask a question that a fan would want. I try to avoid questions that they've been asked a million times. And I try to maybe make it conversational. I sit here with eight pages of notes and sometimes I look at two pages of them and I just I just go wherever the conversation is going to go because their eyes light up. You can see they're like, oh, they're into talking about this. Let's keep going down this road. Yeah. You, you know. just talk about the music. You know the music inside out. You do know the stuff sometimes. Yeah. Usually cool. I know the stuff. I'm proud of you. No, oh, thank you. 
maybe you tell me that more in our personal life instead of <laughs> in a public forum to make yourself look so like the best wife. She's giving me a look like you. How dare you? Yeah. Okay. So you, wow. you talked about, I'm joking. It's comedy podcast for all things music, both new. Oh, the finger. I'm getting mm-hmm. the finger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were saying about reaching out to people all over the world. Yes. That's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Or are you, are you tuning? Are you done now? Are you done having fun? You know, I'm joking. Um, uh, yes. People all over the world. <laughs> Who brings you a coffee midday? You do. See? Okay. So I'm going to tell you about one of those people right now. A couple weeks ago, I said that our board fritzed out and I didn't know if it was the board. I didn't know what it was, but I just mentioned that. That's all. I just mentioned it. I wasn't, I wasn't trolling for cash. I just mentioned it. And someone from Australia, a listener, Kingsley Dwyer, uh, sent me some money via PayPal. And he said, he, you know, he said, here, this is to help out with getting you back up and running. And that was amazing. And then about a week later, Lisa Solak, who runs our Instagram, or we call her 80s Lisa. That's because she likes 80s music. It's not because she's 80 years old. So just saying <laughs> that. What if it was, oh, it's 80s Lisa. Oh, does she like 80s music? No, she's actually 87 years old. <laughs> but um, so she came through with a, with a little donation too. And literally guys, between those two, donations you guys uh, threw my way I was able to get new power cords which turned out to be what the problem was but I will tell you that these power cords are not easy to find so I had to go through eBay I had to talk to Kyle I had to do a bunch of stuff to finally track down the proper power cords but thank you Kingsley and thank you Lisa I know I thanked you through email and and through uh, I think Lisa through text but you guys get a special shout out they saved the the podcast they saved the podcast because, you know, we got to look over and make sure we're still recording. And we are. We are still recording. So far. Um, and Pilar always tells me that she's proud of me. Yes. So I just want to tell Thanks you Thanks for that. making that correction, Francis. <laughs> it's being, I'm being funny. All right. You're forgiven. Not actually not that funny. I guess. Mm-hmm, not always. All right. So this is a bonus episode and this is a Patreon only episode because from now on, the bonus episodes, if you want to be involved, you got to join the Patreon just go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. And for $2 a month, I'll follow you back on Twitter. You can uh, be eligible to win weekly prizes. And then when we do these episodes, you can submit a song and an intro and you will hear your voice on the podcast. That's how it's done now. And, um, and that's how it will be. Sounds good. If you want to join for $5, all the same stuff I just mentioned, Plus, you'll be in the Rock Solid ASAP Club, which means you'll get your episodes way before they post to the world. And when you're in the ASAP Club, they will be ad-free because I send them the file directly to you for download. Currently, we are on Art19, and they've asked me to do ad insertion. So there's uh, two one-minute ads within the episode, and the show ends with another third ad. But if you don't like those, you don't want to skip over those Five dollars a month uh, gets you your episodes ASAP, and that's before you've you've done anything fancy to it too. So you, sometimes you get some added things that other people don't hear. I can I can tell you that the episode that airs at the time of this record, the Phil Collins episode that airs this week, uh, the ASAP Club is getting about twenty two minutes of additional content that isn't dropping to the world because uh, John Lamro and I talked a lot about. Uh, podcasting and um, some of the tricks of the trade that him and I have done. And after we recorded, I'm like, I don't know if I want everyone to know that. So, but the ASAP club got to hear it all. Sure. And uh, so that's just one of the things. All right, here we go. Today's episode, I believe I asked a couple weeks ago for people to send me possible topics for the Patreon uh, audience curated episodes. And one of the one that ones that jumped out at me was from Brian Raisin and Brian picked misheard lyrics, which is always fun. Everyone's misheard a lyric. Uh, We're going to use the playout song today is going to be a famous one from Pilar. So we're not going to talk about it right now. It's a famous one from, uh, from my wife. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with, I only have one song this week. I have this song and then the playout song and then all the other songs are intros by Patreon supporters and then the songs they chose. But the first one I'm going to do 
is it's a car song from the album Candy O. It's called Let's Go. And I always thought the lyric was, she has wonderful eyes and a whiskey mouth. <laughs> That's what I always thought it was. Well, it's not that. It's risque mouth. But when you hear this, you're going to hear whiskey also. I guarantee it. So let's hear a little bit of Let's Go. So now, when you were listening, did you hear how that could be taken as whiskey? I remember when this came up, and I'm actually the one that corrected You're you. You're the on one it. that corrected me, which is astounding. Uh, it is astounding because you know me, I get all lyrics wrong. Yes. So I never heard whiskey mouth. I'm trying to think of what a whiskey mouth would look whiskey, like. Oh, I thought like you're at a bar and you and you see a girl and you start talking to her and she's been drinking. Yeah. Doesn't mean she's been drinking whiskey. It's just a way to say she's I thought it was a clever way to say she was drunk. Huh. She's got wonderful eyes and a whiskey mouth. Like I could see how like back in the day that would have seemed like kind of sexy. Right. Now when you think about like a lady with a whiskey mouth, you're I like know. somebody's like my grandma. Like, hey, yeah. give yeah. me a whiskey. I got a whiskey mouth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. But, um, but yeah, that's how, that's how I always heard that. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll still sing it like that because I forget that it's risque. Right. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right. First person up today, uh, normally the intro goes right into the song, but the person who sent me their intro today, I couldn't convert it to an MP3. I couldn't convert it to anything, and it's because of the way they sent it to me, but it's his first time submitting. Oh, no. So I can't get rid of it. No. No way. No. So you, we're going to hear his intro, and then it'll be like a, a half second before we get into the song. Okay. So, Turn up the thing so that when I click play, he's going to start. So here's the first person. G'day, Pat. Danny from Maitland in New South Wales, Australia. First time, really excited to be on the show. My pick, the Eagles, the song Desperado. I always thought it said, why don't you come to your senses? You've been outright offensive (laughs) for so long now, which of course should be, why don't you come to your senses? You've been outriding fences for so long now. Super excited again to be on the show. Thank you very much. That's a great one, right? That's great. Okay. So let's hear some Desperado and and you guys can decide what you hear, but that was, that was fantastic. Great intro and welcome aboard. Here we go. Desperado Why don't you come to your senses You've been out riding fences For so long now Oh, you're a hard one But I know that you got your reasons All righty I gotta, I gotta tell you, it is so fun to be sitting here and listening to the music live in the headphones once again. Because when I do the interviews, yeah, I have an hour with the people. If I play the music in real time, that's eating up the interview time, and right. I want that full hour. So, the post production on those things it takes me about two and a half hours to insert the music. That's a long time. It's a long time, and I, I it's um. Yeah. Yeah, Pat's Pat's working night and day on this podcast. I can tell you that. I'm always like, Where's Pat? Oh, he's upstairs. Okay. Yeah. She goes, what are you doing up there? I'm like, editing the episode. <laughs> Cause these these unless there's something major that needs to just come out, like someone 
whatever, there's a major gaffe or there's a, there's a, you know, yeah, something. It, the show is what it is. Right. It is what it is. All right. This next intro. I told Pilar about this, but I did not tell her what it was. All I told her was, I just listened to this intro and it made me legit. Like, you know, people LOL all the time. Mm-hmm. But then if I really like legit laugh out loud or burst out laughing, I will say legit LL, LOL. And this one, this intro made me laugh so much. So uh, here we go. It's Karen Landry here. Uh, my pick for misread lyrics. Well, let me sing it to you. It's a song by Neil Diamond. Money talks. But it don't sing and dance and it don't walk. As long as I can have you here with me, I'd much rather be Reverend Blue Jeans. <laughs> All right, you misheard it here. Reverend Blue Jeans instead of Forever in Blue Jeans. This was my 13-year-old self listening to the radio. And to this day, this is still what I hear. Have a good one. Money talks, but it don't sing and dance and it don't walk. As long as I can have you here with me, I'd much rather be forever in blue jeans. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Honey, sweet. Really, it's, it's a stretch to get to reverend on that one. I don't think one. it is. I'm going to try it. Here we go. Okay. I, I totally, I'm on board, Karen. If you pardon me, I'd like to say we do okay, Reverend Blue Jeans. <laughs> it works. It works. I can see how a 13-year-old Karen Landry heard Reverend Blue Jeans. I think that would be a great character for a TV series. It's Rev- Reverend Blue Jeans. Reverend Blue Jeans. He just goes from, from city to city solving problems. Reverend Blue I'm, I'm Problems Reverend. or crimes? No, just problems because he's a reverend. He's not a cop. No one's going to watch some bullshit religious it's... show. <laughs> this isn't some Father Murphy crap. But he wears blue jeans. Who so, cares? So he's like of the people. No. They, no? No one's watching that. All right. That's a Quibi show. <laughs> That's a Quibi. You don't even know what Quibi is. know exactly what Quibi is. <laughs> oh my God. I knew enough not to put it on my phone because it was going to be gone. <laughs> All right. Another Canadian coming up next. Here we go. Hi, Rock Solid listeners. John Mutford here. For my Pick This Misheard Lyrics episode, I'm going with the song by Feist. Feist is probably best known outside of Canada for her hit 1, 2, 3, 4, but she first caught my ear with her prior album, Let It Die, in the single Mushaboom. In the chorus, Feist describes an idyllic life in seclusion with her fantasy family. In one particular verse, I would happily sing along, tuck to the neighbors and tip my cap, a little raw belly on the mat. What's a raw belly, you ask? Good question. Earlier in the song, Feist had described her babies yet to be born. I now envision the raw belly to be the now-born pre-walking baby in a diaper, getting a carpet burn on her tummy as she dragged herself along. Uh, yeah. So anyway, when I finally saw the lyrics, Feist actually describes her out-of-the-way house on a little road barely on the map. Pat, if you could cue the song up at 1 minute and 44 seconds, you'll hear the aforementioned verses. Here we go. How many acres, how much light, tucked in the woods and out of sight. Talk to the neighbors and tip my cap on a little road barely on Again, John Mutford, I heard exactly what you said you heard, and I'm really concerned about what mushaboom means. I, I don't think that this was the case of a misheard lyric. I think this was the case of a misunderstood lyric. Hmm. He's saying that he thought the meaning was something that it is not. Hmm. I think that's what he's saying. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, you're here to ruin things. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's what I got from what he said. Can He's you, a really analytical guy. Can you please tell everyone when you were watching a movie with Rita 
and you start to <laughs> analyze the movie, what Rita called you? She's always like, I want to watch a movie with my mother, not with Pilar Alessandra, screenwriting professional. <laughs> like, oh, man. So I'm not allowed to, like, say anything during movies anymore. No, no, you're not. <sighs> I don't think you analyze the movies, though. No, I just, you know, if there's a big, gaping, missing beat, you'll hear me, what about every once in a while? What about this? What about that? Yeah. Or I know who's going to do it. You know, but I think everybody You're does speculating. That. Yes. Except for me, I do not talk during movies. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, people know you who listen to this podcast and they know you never not talk. You're always talking. <laughs> uh, what did I do this morning? I got up and at 8 a.m., what did I do? Because uh, you didn't even know I had left the house. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that you left. I was just like, oh, he must be upstairs doing your podcast. That's what I just assumed. Right, right, right. You went and played tennis. First time in over a year. I was, wow. I mean, that's great. I wish I, I wish, first of all, I wish I could get it up at 8 a.m., which I actually got a quarter till seven to do every day. Got a quarter till seven. And uh, now you're like a morning person. And then you just like bounded onto a tennis court and you actually played. You're amazing. I had a great time. And uh, I was winded for the first 15 minutes. Like I literally was like, I'm not going to be able to finish this game. This is going to be rough. <laughs> Played with uh, my friend comedian, Bill Dwyer. Look him up. Very funny. Um, but now I'm super sore. And it's only been, it's one o'clock. So what is that? Eight, nine, nine, 10, 10, 11, 12, 12, 12, 12, Like five hours after playing, I am so sore right now. Got to get back on the tennis court tomorrow. I well, do it not, again. Not tomorrow. Who am I going to play with tomorrow? I don't know, but aren't you supposed to do that when you're sore? You're supposed to like just keep going? Mm, I think you take a day off when you're uh, when you're my age and you haven't played tennis in a year and a half. <laughs> That's what I think you do. All right, coming up, this guy. I love this guy because he always brings some rock and roll. So let's find out what Mr. Jerry Riggs has brought to the table. Hello, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Jerry Riggs from Columbus, Ohio. For this episode titled Misheard Lyrics, I chose the song I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide from ZZ Top's 1979 album, Duego. Many years ago, my friend JB and I were listening to the radio at work when this song came on the radio. JB stated that he loved this song. As the song is playing, he is humming along to the music, and then he starts to sing the chorus. What comes next, I have never forgotten. He belts out, I'm bad, I'm Asian white. I looked over at JB and asked him, did you say what I think you just said? He replied, yeah, I'm bad, I'm Asian white. I told him they are singing, I'm bad, I'm nationwide. I said, you know that ZZ Top sings this song and they're from Texas, so why would they say I'm Asian white? JB looked over at me and said, yeah, you're right, that doesn't make any sense, and we both started laughing. So, Pat, if you ever have the blues and you need a cure, I suggest you listen to that little old Asian band from Texas, ZZ Top. Thanks, Pat. Everyone stay safe. Out the wheel. We're going downtown in the middle of the night. We're laughing and I'm joking and we're feeling alright. Oh, I'm bad. I'm Asian white. <laughs> oh my God, Jerry, that made me laugh too. I, I'm bad. I'm Asian white. Does he have a tissue on the wheel? Is that what, that's what you thought he said? I got a tissue on the wheel. Yeah, what does he have? Uh, I'll look it up. because Because it, it, you thought he said tissue on the wheel. Well, it could be tissue on the wheel because, you know, that, that could be annoying. <laughs> I don't know if you'd sing about it. I don't think you'd, I don't think that you'd write that in a song, no? honey. All right. Okay, I'm looking it up, though. Here's the lyrics. You thought he said tissue on a wheel. Here's yeah. what it is. I had a blues man on the back and a beautician. Oh, a beautician? A beautician at the wheel. At the wheel. Well, I was rolling down a road in some cold blues deal. Hmm. What do you think of that? Oh, stick to podcasting, dude. All right. I don't sing. All right. Very good. Let's, uh, now this one, this next one, this is a song. This is one that everyone, we've heard the stories of this particular song. People always say this is what... Like this is, if you look up a list of misheard lyrics, this is one of the top five. Uh, but this guy, Kevin Clement, uh, he has a story about it. Okay. So let's hear his story and let's go now. And right now. Hello, Pat and fellow rock soliders. This is Kevin Clement from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
Now, don't get me wrong, there are many songs that I have misheard lyrics to in my day. But when the request came out for songs with misheard lyrics, this song immediately came to mind. In the 90s, I worked at Sam Goody. A co-worker's girlfriend came to the store and swore up and down that one of the lyrics from CCR's Bad Moon Rising was there's a bathroom on the right. I'm really not making this up. She even bet $5 on it. This being the late 90s, we couldn't really look it up on our phones, so she went home and looked it up online. That was the easiest fight ever won. Hope everyone stays safe. I always thought it was Bathroom on the Right. No, but it's Bad Moon on the Rise. Yeah. fun of me so bad because I told you I used to think it was bathroom on the well, right which makes no sense no but in high school I thought it was because I always thought it was like somebody who's at a party and they're gonna get sick and somebody's going hey there's a bathroom on the right and I have no idea why yeah, but the rest of the in lyrics, my head the rest of the lyrics are not about a high school party that you went to it makes no sense I know I know. I think I went to too many high school parties and my brain was addled from them. I know. Well, yeah. You know, it makes no sense. As a screenwriting professional, don't share that much about yourself. No, you're right. I shouldn't, right? Don't yeah, do it. I know. Sorry. And people won't uh, trust you. You should trust me because I've learned. I have life experience. I was an idiot and now I'm less of an idiot. Who's the biggest lightweight drinker in the house? You. Right. But who can't drink anymore? Me. Right. So that makes you the biggest lightweight. That's true. I can't. You anymore. can't drink at all. Nope. I get um, one drink of anything, and you're done. I'm. I get. I get physically ill now. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really sucks because <laughs> I always like to have you know a drink or two, but I cannot anymore. Tonight's my drinking night. I know. And talk Sunday about like switching roles because I got you three bottles of really cool rum. Yep. The Sammy Hagar rum. Yep. Beach, um, bar, beach bar rum. Beach bar rum. Um, and I and I got this for you because if you got all three, there was a chance mm-hmm. that uh, um, one of the bottles was signed by Rick Springfield. Yes, and it just luckily it was. We got one. We it, got one of the signed yes, bottles. It had nothing to do with the fact that like he'd been on your show or anything no, like that. No, it was random. It was the coolest thing. But that was in Christmas, and I believe two of those bottles are gone. Two of the bottles are done. But I only <laughs> drink on Sunday nights. Yeah. Well, clearly. Your Sundays are, you're, you're doing a great job on Sunday nights. I have nights. two drinks on Sunday night. Well, two big drinks because. Two big gulps. Yeah. A big gulp, like two 32 ounce drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but tonight I'm making margaritas. Sammy Hagar. Uh, with Yeah, with the Sammy Hagar uh, Cabo Wabo uh, tequila. Yes, yes. Which I've had for years. Right, because you don't usually drink tequila. I don't usually drink. Yeah, but you got I don't usually drink friend, at all, really. You got your friend Chip's uh, recipe. Chip Chinnery. Um, want to tell the story about the Chip Chinnery oh, no. margarita? You probably, brought it up. It's probably one of the reasons that I don't, I can't drink anymore. I got really sick. I, I, I we went to this party. I hadn't eaten. Yeah. Um, Chip Chinnery's uh, girlfriend uh, Sue uh, had a uh, an out. She has a, a beautiful house and a lovely outdoor area to eat in. It's got a canopy over top oh, of it. It and was she made so a, elegant. It was so elegant. It made was like a big meal out out of like. HGTV elegant. It was so gorgeous. I was our, uh, Mike Siegel was there. Our friend classy, Mike Siegel was there. Classy, classy, classy. Mm-hmm. It was so great, and I ended up in the guest bedroom, just barfing. Yes, because you had you, we got there. We hadn't eaten all day because we were we were waiting for this amazing meal we were going to have. So we so we get there, and Chip gives us both a margarita. That's no problem. We have a margarita, but then you had a second one. I was starving. And I th- so you had a second margarita. So I had a second because I was so hungry. <laughs> yeah, and then the the meal. So you get up and leave the table right as the meal's coming, and then I'm just <laughs> talking and hanging out. And then is either Chip or Siegel. They're like, "Where's Pilar?" I go, "She's been gone a while, hasn't she?" And I went, and you were just sitting on the floor in the guest bathroom. Yeah, it was and you you were so like pathetic and, and drunk. She was like, "Don't tell anyone I'm in here." <laughs> 
I'm like, well, no, they know you're somewhere because you're the only one not at the table. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, it was embarrassing. It was years ago. I'm just going to lie down on this. I'm going to lie down on this bed. It was so. We had children. We lived in this house. It, was, it wasn't that long I know. ago. I know. It was, it was awful. It was, it was awful. terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't then, even say any more about this story. Well, the whole way home, you're just like- First of all, it's like, not that interesting. And the whole way home, you were just, it's the typical though. It's like the stereotypical drunk story because on the whole way home, she's just like, I ruined the party for everyone. I'm like, no one cares that we're not there. Right. They're still having a party. It was such a nice party too. It was so nice. And we'll, and we'll never be invited back. Right. That's the only thing you ruined. I've, I've been apologizing to Sue for like every time I see her. I, I think she it's doesn't been like seven remember. years. She could care less. She thinks it's funny. <laughs> Nobody else who's listening finds this funny. They're just like, could you get to the next song, please? All right. This is, uh, this is my friend Martina O'Boyle. And she, what does she do for Pop Culture Beast? I know what she does. That's why I just, but just, I just said out loud, what does she do? Like I didn't know. But she's, she's the copy editor <laughs> over at Pop Culture Beast. When we write our reviews, she goes through them and makes them look uh, all snazzy before they post to the world. That's good. Yeah. She's doing good work she's for the doing world. Good work. She's Finding doing typos good work. is an important thing. Yes. Yes. Easy screenwriting professional. <laughs> all right. Martina O'Boyle, let's hear what she has to say. Hey, Pat. Sorry about the quality of my voice here. I am recovering from COVID. You oh, might have heard of it. Oh, no. So, Madonna. We don't hear too much Madonna on Rock Solid possibly for good reason. Yes, she's the world's best actress. Yes, she dances like Fred Astaire if he knew what he was doing. And the vocal quality, you cannot deny. But maybe, maybe you don't play Madonna because she cannot enunciate. I did not know how many of her lyrics I was mishearing until I bought the Glee soundtrack album and then I got uh, Rachel's version of it or something and I could understand what Madonna was really trying to put off. For example, express herself. Did you know she's saying, make you feel like the queen on a throne? I thought she was saying queen of the prom. Mm -hmm. And what you really need is a big, strong hand. I thought she was saying something completely different. <laughs> so from the album Like a Prayer, released in 1989, here is Mumblemouth Madonna and Express Yourself. that song and I think Like a Prayer is one of my favorite Madonna albums. I love the song Like a Prayer. Oh my God, I love it so much. That's like one of the only Madonna songs I like, Like a Prayer. And I, I like that look. I like that Madonna look. I like the I like the long black hair parted in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, That's I like that Madonna look. Change it up, Madonna. She needs <laughs> she to change always, it up more. She always changes it up. She's always the same. She's, no, no, she's just the same every time. What are you talking time. about? She was the queen of reinvention. Change it up. Oh, come on. She's the queen of the prom. I would like to just see what it would be like if she just like chilled out and was like, just, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to tell Madonna what to do. Yeah, I think she's Madonna, okay. Madonna's I think she's all right. Fine. Yeah. You want to just see her on a stool with an acoustic guitar, maybe? Yes, yeah, something like that. I guess maybe like now being a woman of a certain age, I want to see women of a certain age sort of being like, yeah, it's awesome to be a woman of a certain age. Let me just be that. You know? So you're saying uh, on a stool? Not uh, a stool. In, 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 on a throne? No, just like just maybe like her in a microphone and and, and uh, bustier. <laughs> you can't change all of it. Give me something. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have, or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 
All right. Uh, this is the aforementioned Brian Raisin. Uh, Brian and his wife are going to be on the show in June, and we're going to be doing an episode uh, about the Trevor Project, and it's going to be called Rockin' the Rainbow. We're going to play songs that have colors in the title, and Brian also picked uh, this episode today. So let's Thank give, you. Let's give Brian Raisin some love. Brian Raisin! Here we go. Hello, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Brian Raisin from Appleton, Wisconsin. The most recent misheard lyric at our house is around the Proclaimer song, I'm Going to Be 500 Miles. We were listening to it, and in the refrain, they walked 500 miles and then 500 more. In the next line, and doing the math, I said they would walk 1,000 miles. My wife Evan swore she heard they were walking 5,000 miles. This started a debate where I argued there is no way that 500 plus 500 can equal 5,000 miles. However, her argument is that math doesn't matter, and it is more romantic if you walk farther. <laughs> so my question for you, Brian, is how many miles are you walking? At least 5,000. Smart, smart man. You know what? I bet they're both right. You know why? Why? Because I bet he sings that he'd walk 500 miles at least 10 times. And when you add that up, that's 5,000 miles. Okay. And who's the worst person at math in the house? Me. Isn't isn't 500 times 10, 5,000? It is. Oh, phew. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This just dawned on me. Uh Uh-huh. Aaron Kahn always participates in these episodes. And yet I don't have an Aaron Kahn song in my playlist today. So Aaron, what I'm going to tell you is if for some reason I didn't have your email or I forgot about it or something, just resend it and I will put it in an upcoming episode. Maybe, I apologize. Maybe, maybe something happened to him. Is he okay? Should we go check on him? I just, I, te- I just messaged with him the other night and he okay. played, he played a name that tune yesterday. So All he's, right. he's fine. Uh, he met Paul McCartney. He's he's fine. Okay. He met Paul McCartney as a child. Well, yeah. That's a waste of a meeting, right? A kid meeting Paul McCartney. No, it defines you for the rest of your life. You grow up to be like an amazing person like Aaron. All right. There you go, Aaron. Uh, now, this next song features, it features Stevie Nicks. And you know that every one of her songs is one of her babies. <laughs> and it also features uh, an upcoming guest. Now, they have not given me a date and a time yet but they did say it was going to happen. And that person is Kenny Loggins. Cool. So the next intro is by Tor Hansen, not Thor, but Tor. And he's going to talk about this song that Stevie Nicks and Kenny Loggins sing. Here we go. Hi, Pat. This is Tor Hansen calling in with some misheard lyrics. I think I was not a smart child. Um, (laughs) When I was seven, the song, Whenever I Call You Friend, by Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks was ubiquitous on the radio. And somehow the lyrics of the chorus, uh, sweet love flowing almost every night and sweet love showing us a heavenly light became we lack love on a Saturday night. (laughs) I mean, I was seven, but I think I sang it this way until I was, well, 46 or 47 and decided to Google what the actual lyrics were. So, yeah, not bright. My son, by contrast, uh, could sing White Winter Hymnal by Fleet Foxes, top to bottom, with no errors by the time he was four years old. So at least I didn't pass along my stupidity. (laughs) Thanks, Pat. Take it from anywhere. You know the chorus. i 
That's a great Stevie Nicks vocal performance yeah, in this song. Her voice yeah. is, sounds amazing. We lack love on a Saturday yeah. night. You know, I, I can't really hear it in the lyrics, but yeah. I'm just thinking maybe, maybe it says something about self-esteem right there. You hey, know? don't bring down my listeners. No, no. I mean, so you're just thinking that it's the negative instead of the positive. Like, um, the thing about misheard lyrics is just because everyone didn't mishear it doesn't mean that you didn't mishear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that's how you're hearing it, that's how you're hearing it. If you don't believe me, let me call up my friend Reverend Blue Jeans and ask him <laughs> about it. He'll set you straight. <laughs> the this, fact that he's seven years old and knows the the word lack, yeah, pretty is not a dumb kid. No, we lack love. That would actually be a cool song. We lack love. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Russian Bond vil- villain. <laughs> we lack love. We lack love. <laughs> you know the. Bond villain that Kyle and I came up with oh, no. on this show. Mm-mm. His name's Bloodcock. <laughs> That's gross. He's Bloodcock. That is so gross. Mr. Bond, Bloodcock is here to see you. What? How did you and your nephew come up with this horrible... We're stupid and weird. Disgusting. Okay. Oh, God. You ready for some misheard misheard lyrics from the song? So ready. From the village people? Okay. Here we go. Hello, this is Hector Contreras in Jefferson, Mass. And my pick for the topic of misheard lyrics comes from the classic hit YMCA by the village people. So this song is played a lot, and I even owned it on cassette. I think it was maybe a decade ago, you know, just way too late in life to actually look up the correct lyric. So the lyric goes... You can get yourself clean, you can have a good meal, you can do whatever you feel. My dummy dumb dumb brain thinks he's saying, you can get yourself clean, you can have a good meal, you can do what the fuck you feel. (laughs) Why would that be a thing he would say? Uh, And if so, why would that be playing at like a Target while I'm shopping? (laughs) There's just no way. There is no way. Uh, I'm an idiot. Bye. You can go, I said, young man. When you're short on your dough, you can stay there. And I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. It's fun to stay at the F U C K. It's fun to stay at the F U C K. They have Play the lyric you misheard. Didn't I? No. Here. That's what he misheard. Yes, what the fuck you feel. I like his version way better. Yeah. Way better. And there's probably a lot of fucking going on at the Young Men's Christian Association. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have a good meal because you've just been banging around with dudes all day. You, you can do whatever the fuck you feel. That's yeah. awesome. Good job, Hector. Yes. You're a parent, right, Hector? (laughs) Don't sing out loud in the car, Hector. (laughs) All right. Here comes another one. Here's some misheard lyrics from the band Men at Work. Hi, Pat. For this episode regarding misheard lyrics, it was really difficult to choose just one song. For whatever reason, it seems as if so many songs have at least a word or a line that you can't quite make out. I remember one of my college professors putting the lyrics to the Rolling Stones tumbling dice up on the screen and one kid yelling out so that's what they're saying that entire song is nearly impossible to decipher and this was in the mid-1980s before you could just search for the lyrics on the internet anyway the song i picked is it's a mistake by men at work from their 1983 album cargo not only is this a misheard lyric for me but it's actually a misheard title as well to my untrained ear back then i thought they were singing midsummer's day instead of it's a mistake I can tell the difference now, and I'm sure at some point I heard the correct title of the song back then. But see if you can slip in the words Midsummer's Day for It's a Mistake when you sing along to this catchy tune. Thanks again for letting us contribute to these episodes, Pat.
Yeah, Midsummer's Day. Midsummer's Day. It's Summer's Day. Midsummer's Day. See, that's an example of somebody taking a negative lyric and mm-hmm. making a positive. Because, yeah, talking about Midsummer's Day is nice it's, instead of like a mistake. Right. True. Right? True. Now, that was a great intro, except George, you did not introduce yourself up at the top. You got to say, hi, this is George. Hi, George. And of course, George has a name, a last name that I don't know how to pronounce. So I'm going to spell it for you, Pilar. And oh, you see, geez. okay. It's W E H R L E. W E H R L E. Yeah. Worley? Maybe. George Worley? Why not? Like Joanne Worley? Sure. So George, the next time you send in one of your great intros, just introduce yourself. This is George Worley from, uh, you know, buttfuck Egypt. Let us know where you're from. You know, in the 80s, that that thing of like not knowing the lyrics, right? Uh-huh. Kids these days, they have it so easy. So so I was in a, a band, a high school band. Okay. I was just... What was the band called? Well, that's the thing. We named, even the name was from a misheard lyric on my part. Okay. So first of all, I wanted to sing all these like Stevie Nicks and Mm -hmm. Motel songs and all that. And in order to know what they were saying, I would wait till they came on the radio. Then I would turn on my tape recorder. Sure, everyone did. Right? And then I would try and like listen back on the Mm -hmm. tape recorder and write them down. Okay. Yeah. So of course, I always got all of them wrong because I'm just terrible that way. Right? But our band was called Dreams of Wine. You know why? Why? Because I thought Stevie Nicks was saying Dreams of Wine instead of Dreams Unwind and Loves His Time. <laughs> well, I mean, Dreams of Wine is, is not a bad band name. Well, I was just like, we couldn't come up with a band name. I was like, oh, let's just call it Dreams of Wine, like the the Stevie Nicks song, Dreams of Wine. And they were like, what are you talking about? But you about? still named the band that. Yeah, time. because I was bossy. Dream, <laughs> dreams unwind, love's a state of mind. Yeah, dreams of wine. Dreams of wine. Yeah. That's one of my babies. I don't like when you misname it. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so amazing to me now that you could just find any lyric. Yeah. And you could also find the music. And it's it's so cool. Uh, I remember in... <laughs> A couple of cheap trick albums came out that didn't have the lyrics, didn't have a lyric sheet, didn't have the lyrics. So I would sit down with an with an album and and a typewriter, and I made my own lyric book. But literally, that took forever because you had to keep picking up the needle and dropping it again and being, what was that line? What was it? And it's the album was all shook up, and the lyrics are really hard to decipher on that album. But that's what I did for fun in my bedroom with a with a type with a typewriter with a typewriter. Totally get it. You still do stuff like that. <laughs> I still do kind of do stuff like that. I don't know. It's like therapeutic for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like when I bought a coloring book a couple of years ago and I thought I was going to color on the airplane with some colored pencils. Oh, God. He saw like Ozzy Osbourne doing it. and Yeah. I'm like, God. you know what? I bet he does that because he's relaxed. I bet it relaxes him. <laughs> Not knowing that Ozzy Osbourne, he's fried from drugs right. all his life. Of course, it's probably all he can do. <laughs> Daddy wants to color. Get daddy his coloring books and pencils. <laughs> that was really good. That's a Sharon Osborne. I do I from know. time to time on the show. All right. This is the last one. Now, look, sometimes this, this episode is coming in currently. We're at 53 minutes. Uh, I didn't get a lot of submissions for this episode. So, again, you know, if I get 40 or 50, I do it usually. So, this is what we had. I think I said I'd top it out at 25, but I, I only got about half that many. So I look, that's it. I, I think this is sweet. It's nice to have just an hour. <laughs> For you, because you're, she's always watching the clock. She's my Christy. You're my Christy Stratton. Well, oh, pa- Pat, how much longer? Gotta take the, the 16-year-old oh, on her picnic with her No friend. one's listening to this anymore, Pat. <laughs> Pat. All right, so this is... Uh, that's a guy I've actually talked to on the phone. Is that weird? No, you're you're friends with a lot of your listeners now. Sometimes people would text me and I'll go, here's my, just call me. Because <laughs> I feel like, oh, this is a conversation. This can't be done over email or not text, but message or, or email. So, yeah. So this is Jeff Scoble. 
He helped me. Uh, he helped me with the uh, Kansas episode. Hey, Jeff. All right. He spells it G E O F F, just like Jeff Tate. Okay. How do you like that? How do you spell Jeff? You know, really, I could any any spelling anybody really wants. I'm okay with. I thought you were going to say I could really give it F U C K. I'm just wondering, like, what makes you think these shows should be longer? Because <laughs> uh, sometimes I just like to talk. This is why it's fun when a Mike Schmidt is at the opposite, because now, then we would talk about spellings of names for 20 minutes and then get back into talking about Guns and Roses. Okay. <laughs> Here's Jeff Scoble. Do you like Def Leppard? D E F, right? Yes. D E F. Here we go. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid Nation. It's Jeff Scoble from Detroit. Misheard lyrics is a fun and somewhat embarrassing topic, and I love it. I'm frankly pretty terrible with lyrics, and I tend to convince myself that what I'm singing is correct, even if I'm proven wrong years later. Def Leppard is a band I love, and I love Joe Elliott's voice, but I really have a hard time understanding him sometimes. The song Animal from their 1987 monster hit machine Hysteria is a perfect example of this. The very first line of the song is, A wild ride over stony ground. The second line directly references the circus coming to town, so I convinced myself the line was, A white lion on the stony ground. I had other examples, but this was my first thought, and that's what the experts say you should go with, so there you are. Stay safe out there and keep on rocking. Jeff Scoble, I'm going to tell you something and admits admit something to people right now, right in the moment. I thought the first line of Animal was a wild life, like wildlife. Yeah. Because the song's Animal. Yeah. I always thought it was a wild life well, what is over it? stony ground. Because I'm hearing a white lion too. Let's hear it again. Is it not a white lion? What is it? Oh, no, hold on, I'm going to back it up. Here we go. White lion. It's oh, he's saying a wild ride. I'm with I'm with Jeff. I don't care if the I don't care if the lyrics make sense at all. I just love listening to this song, Animal. About a lion. That's white. I don't even know what it's about anymore. It's about a white lion. I think they put uh, a bunch of words in a hat and pulled them out and put them in order and just sang them. I burn for you. I gotta feel it in my blood. This makes you feel good in 1987. <laughs> I love it. Oh god! I'm gonna try to get Joe Elliott on the show. That's the lead singer because they have a box set coming out in June. So let's see if I can make that happen. Maybe I'll ask Ricky Warwick. Even though I don't, I like to ask for favors, but I'll see if he can put me in touch. If anybody can get this guy, you can get him. Well, I'll try, and then he's a friend of Ricky Warwick, so. Yeah. I feel like I'm friends with Ricky Warwick. I feel like I'm one degree away from Joe Elliott. I feel like all those things, too, for you. <laughs> all right, so that's the show. Here's what I want to tell you. Follow us at Rock Solid Show. You can follow Kyle at Kyle.SonFunny. You can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. Link to the Patreon page, link to T-shirts, episode artwork, all that good stuff. Also, uh, Instagram, we're at Rock Solid Show, and Lisa Solak is running the Instagram right now, so there'll be more and more posts going up there. And Pilar, you are? On the page.tv, got a feature film class coming on up, and uh, and I'm way better with uh, teaching about feature film than I am about music. Let me put you on the spot. Is there a Rock Solid discount for that class? Absolutely. Just type in the coupon code on the page 10, and you will get a 10% off. All right. That's a good deal. I think I think that's a good deal. Um, who from my show has been on your show? Christy Stratton's been on a couple times. Yes, because Christy is such an accomplished writer. Um, Mike Siegel was on to talk about um, 
we were talking about locations and what that brings to a script because he is he such a world traveler. Yeah. Yes. Murray was on years ago because he told me he should be on. And uh, <laughs> and so I had him on. Um, Oscar nominated Murray's wife, Mary Zoffries, oh has been God, on. Oh my God, I loved that one. Yeah, she's yeah. talking about, again, like with costuming, it, the, the way she interprets costumes from a script was yeah. so super cool. Um, yeah, I think. And then, and then one time we did this thing, we've got to do it again when we can't get in person again, um, where we picked titles, yeah. uh, song titles, and everybody brainstormed movie log lines. Oh, yeah, who did them. that? It was me and Christy, and was it Siegel, or did Murray do that I one? I think it was Siegel and Murray, too. Yeah, it was so much fun. That was fun. Yeah, and I really would like to do that again when we're in person. Maybe going back to in-person on the podcast is not a bad idea. Because people have to come to our house now. Yes. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, so I'm going to close out. Our playout song today is uh, is one I've talked about before. This is a, a classic misheard lyric by my wife, Pilar Francis Dotson. <laughs> and this is the Kansas song. And one of, this is one of the greatest songs of all time. And uh, full stop, don't at me, but I will argue about it. The song is Carry On Wayward Son. Mm-hmm. But what did you think they were singing? I always thought it was Gary, you're no wayward son. Mm-hmm. Gary, you're no wayward son. <laughs> Gary. That's not what it is. <laughs> it's not what it is. I don't know. Sound like it to me. All right. Join the Patreon for $2 a month and get involved with these episodes. And here we go. The classic song from Left Overture, Gary, <laughs> you're no wayward son. On Rock Solid. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no You cry.